This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. We are back in another week of the lockdown and this seems to be normal life now heading forward for a while which is truly depressing. But we shall try to keep our chin ups and back straight and you know humor intact in these uncertain and rather unfortunate times. I am here in office with our usual colleagues Manisha Pandey hello Mehraj Lone hello Raman Kripal hi and joining me on the phone is our other colleague Anand Vardhan from Patna hi Anand hello and joining us from the Kashmir Times she is executive editor Anuradha Bhaseen hi Anuradha hi so where are you right now Anuradha i'm in jammu i see and how are things in jammu is the lockdown being observed diligently yeah. or not lockdown is pretty strict i see but, uh... Yeah, rest is the same. Rest is the same. So, the internet services weren't uh, suspended in Jammu for very long, were they? I mean, you you are getting broadband there and everything. Uh, the broadband we have, uh, the broadband is now available even in Srinagar. Okay. In Kashmir, but um, on the uh, the mobile uh, connectivity. that is now 2g in jammu on papers it exists on uh, it, they say that 4g service has been given but it's really not 4g so i don't know what g it is but it is it is hanji naji sarji but uh, we <laughs> yeah. have much to discuss in fact in the last two days there have been some developments exciting and dramatic in the news space uh, so we'll just go over the headlines arnab has put out a video where he claims he was attacked by two goons who he has called sonia's goons the, the whole video is there maybe we can just insert the audio of his not the full thing it's very long he takes rather long to tell short stories but we'll try to clip it and so i would like to know you know the panel's view on that because you know that puts everyone in a kind of when sambit patra is putting out tweet after tweet standing up for freedom of the press then you have to stand up and take notice So I just want to tell you Sonia Gandhi that you're the biggest coward in this country right now. You Sonia Gandhi tried to carry out an attack on me when I was driving back from work. You know the questions I have asked you are absolutely appropriate. You have no guts to face me. My questions against you will increase. The questions I'm asking you are legitimate questions. You tried to attack me. You tried to attack my my uh, my wife. You have tried to attack both of us while we were coming back, and I will hold you personally responsible for any consequences of any attack for on me. Have the courage to understand that I have busted every few fake news story of yours. Now go ahead, use your machinery, use your goons, use your might, use anyone you can, use anyone you can. But I'm telling you, Sonia Gandhi, we have the support of the people of India, and I want to see what you can do. So Sonia Gandhi, bring it on. uh so that happened uh, that apparently was a response to his outburst a few days ago where he pretty much accused sonia gandhi of having masterminded the lynching in palghar uh, and following that congress has filed fires all across the country and yeah. some of them have also put photo op they've done such strange photo ops yeah actually fire fire file karte hue photo ke pe congress like this yeah congress also takes it to a different level Other than that, in COVID-related news, uh, while we're recording this, the global cases are two five nine three one two nine. That's about two and a half million. 
global recoveries are almost 700,000, just under 700,000. Global fatalities have just about touched 1,80,000. India, the cases have touched 21,000. Recoveries have touched 4,000. And the fatalities have just crossed 650. So they're about around 670s. So that's where we are. Now, regarding Palghar, what happened was three Mumbai residents were lynched to death by a mob of around 200. There have been over 100 arrests. BJP has attacked the Maharashtra Vikas Aghadi government and asked for the resignation of the Home Minister Anil Deshmukh. And this has led to, you know, lots allegations and lots of politics. Rather unfortunate. Kashmiri journalists under the scanner, Masrat Zahra, she's a photojournalist based in Kashmir, and Peerzada Ashik, they were called for questioning by the cyber police in Srinagar. And now they are, as we speak, under arrest. Am I right, Mehraj? No, no, not. They have not, not been arrested. But, but they have been charged. Yeah, they have been booked. I see. And meanwhile, um, Kashmir has registered case and begun investigation against Gohar Gilani as well in, for indulging in unlawful activities through social media. What was the post that she has been accused of? Uh, he, but they haven't said yet. They haven't Even said. Even though FIR, they have registered against Masrat Zara, they haven't uploaded it yet on their digital like, right. database. So then India has slipped two points in the World Freedom Index. We seem to be slipping regularly now. We are below Myanmar and South Sudan and Palestine and a little above Pakistan. Then Ramchandra Guha has ended his Hindustan Times column. I interviewed him actually yesterday. We shall talk about that, about his outrage at being censored. Then Delhi has begun mass testing for journalists and Raman sir tells me 150 journalists were tested yesterday. Mm. I don't know how, I mean Delhi has some 50,000 or journalists if not more. Lots. So if they start testing journalists then no one else is going to get tested in the city. Yeah and then quarantine bhi kis kis ko karenge. So apparently if, you if you're positive the they'll ship you off to the quarantine center. You can't go back home and self-quarantine. If you go by the membership of press club. Yeah. So <laughs> we have around 10,000 uh, foreign press club and uh, PCI wow, okay. together. And then they're And the amount were not members just multiplied by 10. So there's yeah. about 1 lakh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, easily. Easily. I see. Then All India Radio ignores the government's advisory and puts casual staff out of work. I thought this is a very interesting story. It's on newslawny.com. Even as the Prime Minister was saying, please don't lay off anyone, don't fire people. Uh, the All India Radio <laughs> did exactly mm. that. They did a very sly thing. We'll talk about it. We mm. shall yeah, mm. talk mm. a little more detail. And the World Health Organization Director General Tedros says COVID-19 will be with us for a long time. But at the same time, today I saw the headline that uh, they've started testing in London, in, in Britain. You know, one lab has started manufacturing for tests on young, on, on uh, volunteers between the ages of 19 and 59. Hmm. Meanwhile, China is in stage two testing. There's one American lab that is in stage one testing. Germany has also approved clinical trials. So, human trials. I, I mean, I'm guessing by early next year, we should have some vaccine anyway. Maybe someone here can shed some light. Then the center amends the Epidemic Act to deter attacks on doctors. So Prakash Javadekar came in his usual style and gave a press conference that there is a new law that if people who are battling corona, which includes doctors and others in the front lines, if they are attacked, there is a separate law for that. But the government still has not said anything on the lynching law that, that the opposition wanted. Then most number of COVID-19 cases in India have no symptoms, I think. I think that's true for many other parts of the country of the world as well i was watching on cnn mm. they're saying the same thing america there's so many cases which are asymptomatic also uh, yesterday i think i read this story in New, uh, california they have discovered that some people who died before they found the first case mm. might have died from covid what 
so which means that this was there earlier and a lot of deaths even in places where reporting is very robust mm. a lot of deaths are just going unreported mm. so i don't know what that means for india when in india even ordinarily only 20% of the deaths are medically certified i think if we so, look at hospitals and if the cases of deaths th- because of respiratory disorders or tb has alarmingly gone up maybe in the next two months we'll get to know a little bit yeah i guess because it's possible that, that then that's also the case of how many people actually go to hospital and die in hospital yeah. in fact yeah. pakistan is having a huge problem with that i saw a report on uh, bbc that there to there you know dozens and dozens of bodies are being taken and they're not being tested and even statistically for the same period last year in that one town that the report was coming from the deaths have gone up 60% but yet they're not being tracked mm. as covid deaths there are similar reports from indore also there mm. are i mean anecdotal evidence that the, all the graveyards and crematoriums they're getting a lot of bodies but officially I mean, right so no then oil that. prices went negative for the first time and india was also running out of places to store i have a recommendation of people who are wondering how this happens there's a fantastic podcast that explains it global gdp set to fall china and india to witness contraction in 2020 that is truly scary uh, because the kind of social unrest it can cause when you have such dire economic situation Meanwhile Facebook has bought almost a 10% stake in Jio for 43,574 crore this apparently is part of Reliance's ongoing effort to become debt free they have a lakh and a half in clear debt and there are many sales that apparently are lined up and the center has tweaked FDI norms to make sure China doesn't invest in our assets like HDFC they bought some i think 1% or something of the sort Tahir Hussain has been charged under UAPA for northeast violence as has Omar Khalid mm-hmm. that is truly shocking i mean yeah i mean now i think the government doesn't give a shit yeah. do what you want we don't they care don't how care. we look yeah 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 and uh, when they have journalists who support them i mean i can understand on tahir but i can't understand how you can charge omar with that i mean if you listen to his speech it's just like other students also there's this one uh, safura zargar i don't even remember if she uh-huh. ever said anything uh-huh. meanwhile no no charge against kapil right no Sharma, not no, even no. like of the small two bit <laughs> street goons like that uh, people who attacked jnu not even komal yeah. sharma yeah. and yeah. all these people who just conveniently so tejasvi surya's old tweets face a backlash he is a south bangalore smart young voice of reason who guys <laughs> completely loony in my view uh, from bangalore he had said arab women have never had orgasm and therefore giving birth is a whatever 95% they only uh, what they only have sex to give birth basically and he that said was i was quoting tarik fateh like <laughs> we all do like all sensible people <laughs> do which is like a normal thing and uh, government has asked airline to stop selling tickets but apparently they're still selling tickets but this problem of the indian airlines Uh, not not the company in airlines but airlines in india not refunding the customers who had bought tickets is not just unique to india the same thing is happening in america which is such a litigious or whatever society even there they aren't refunding the money because they have no cash flow so they're just sitting on that money now and they're asking for bailouts at the same time at the same time absolutely so sorry there was a lot of headlines let me start off with our guest from jammu to tell me when it comes to this you know how the law is taking its own course in the former state of jammu and kashmir and other union territory are your correspondents in the valley or elsewhere being able to report like you were is there a difference has it always been this bad i mean just give us some sort of perspective and how has covid changed how you guys are conducting yourself is the paper still coming out first of all let me begin with the covid situation the media industry has changed to a great extent because we are unable to bring out print editions most of the newspapers 
few that are are not really being circulated because the hawkers have refused to distribute them um the government has completely stopped the ads barring to a few newspapers and uh, other than that it's extremely challenging for our staffers to go to the office and work because unlike many other places they are unable to work from home you know restrictions on movement we're not getting the kind of curfew passes though they're treating the uh, media cards the press cards as uh, valid but uh, you know in some places they've been uh, journalists have been stopped and all so it's not really the same because reporting as it is had been reduced to almost a not uh, after august 5th so now it's becoming more and more table stories so that is indeed a problem the other thing is we are going more online than uh, print uh, right now but things have changed much more uh, in the sense of uh, in on august 5th or even a little before that when a sense when media started operating under the sense of fear that was being perpetuated and the journalists went silent you know there weren't many stories on what was happening then and this is particularly the case of the local media their local media as i mean i uh, mean uh, the local publications and uh, as far as you know uh, reporters reporting for publications outside the erstwhile state and and abroad you know they've been bringing out some of the stories and it's it's because of them that we know what happened in the last 8 to 9 months so few voices have come up and now we are seeing that uh, you know there is a lot of targeting of such uh, journalists and uh, the, the entire pandemic is being used as a cover to target them and harass them and uh, trump up uh, extremely uh, atrocious and preposterous charges and criminal cases criminalizing them and uh, this is going to further impact the media which is already squeezed into a tight spot right anyway so that is clearly a ongoing narrative in kashmir so uh, yeah i mean what is happening right now in kashmir i mean in the last i think 2 3 months only we have run three four stories from kashmir all about and we have one like uh, with us right now we'll mm. publish soon yeah. about how basically journalism has been declared a crime in kashmir and it's it isn't just now i mean it's become very apparent now but it, it's been going on since forever mm. the press colony in kashmir is called mushtaq ali colony mushtaq ali was a cameraman who was killed when somebody sent a bomb to the bbc office to joseph jamil was the correspondent right it was supposed to he was supposed to lead the target but the cameraman opened it and he mm. died and the others were injured before that joseph jamil had been kidnapped by the army let off after 30 hours and asked about his links with militants i know of a very senior journalist i obviously can't tell the name who only survived because of a friend in the police told him in time just run mm. people are coming to kill you Mm. there are people who have been called to uh, the army camps to police stations beaten up even i mean people have been beaten up journalists have been beaten up on camera in mm. kashmir there is uh, of course the case of sujat bukhari who was shot yeah, dead we is, still don't yeah, know yeah, yeah, who exactly that. did that yeah and mm. these this has been happening forever what right now what has happened is 
they aren't being as blatant they're still beating up journalists they're still like intimidating intimidating them mm. but they're using these legal legal coercion basically now the idea is not just to shut them physically the idea is to ensure that the censorship is self censorship becomes pervasive so before i mean the running joke in the journalist community right now is whose turn is to, is is it tomorrow to be called to the police station to be so basically taken. with time they're squeezing it so people fall in line and they don't have to deal they don't with anything report anything and what that means is basically is that kashmir i mean it's already a very kind of a black hole when it comes to information coming reporting. out mm-hmm. reporting coming so out so it becomes even more it becomes opaque. even more and sure. because of the covid i mean the journalism is already suffering mm. on top of that the government has squeezed out like the they haven't been giving ads to newspapers for a mm. long time greater kashmir kashmir images some newspapers magazines mm. have had to shut down because they right. they didn't get any ad money so and what all this means is that in a place which is so so i mean which is a flashpoint a nuclear flashpoint you basically don't know anything what's happening i spoke with um, ram goha yesterday and that interview will be up shortly on news laundry as well and he said the same thing had happened to him in 2007 or 2008 with the same newspaper with hd <laughs> with hd he says that that time they were busy kissing the ups yeah yeah it's basically no... hd is their core competence is as kissing whoever's in power exactly so at that time they censored it he says okay same thing i'm out and because in 2007 you know twitter wasn't such a big deal and digital wasn't such a big deal it did not become such a big deal and then later he said uh, who was the former editor of uh, hindustan sanjay narayan yeah so he had sort of you know meeting he said we promise this won't happen again and you know it will and of course it happened again in the same so i walked out the same way I really like the NL Hindi headline on this which hmm. uh, so you guys can read that piece as Bajendra Kumar the Hindi headline says Hindustan Times uh, bracket Birla Parivar Congress ke prati hum saath saath hain se hum aapke hain kaun tak kaise pahuncha pretty much sums it up because I have also like I became a journalist in 2009 but back then I used to hear stories of calls being made to the Hindustan Times bureaus on stories that were against UPA and you know reporters being pulled up for doing stories HD that made congress exactly. look bad it was always yeah. considered congress ka always, yeah. you know chatta batta and now it is and chopna party was a rajya sabha member is, that is for quite a long time ha huh. so, so 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 that's it hindustan times has changed its line i mean i remember when i was in dna so one of my reporters was interviewed for covering bjp someone who is covering bjp hmm. so the first question that was being asked if you have an access to the pmo direct fresh so mm-hmm. so so when she said ki what has pmo to do with covering the bjp uh. so she was not taken in so so you had to have that access so um yeah um anand you want to come in on this on ram goha i know you've been a ram goha critic for a long time on hafta several times do you think his outrage and his outburst is unique the response is unique this time or this has always been like this so we should accept it as a fait accompli and say this is life no see yeah uh... there are two ways of looking at it it uh, first is uh, the it is a matter between say a private company and a man contracted to write for it and second is of course about the press and uh, what is acceptable what is not so if you look at it from the first perspective so we don't know the other side what the company has to say about it so what the particular editor or the proprietor who suggested particular paragraphs or sentences to be called once what 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 is their position on that and second is of course about the press one 
first uh, i would like to say that uh, i'm not very fond of talking about very successful columnists <laughs> successful people you uh, successful people usually don't have very anything useful to say to uh, say the large section of professionals who are lesser known or not that successful so he had choices he could publish in wire he could publish anywhere he could publish in international press also but people say lesser known lesser known columnists who uh, say write to earn a livelihood they may not have that choice so they may actually agree to dropping some paragraphs to get money at the end of the month so i don't think he represents the larger scheme of things for columnists as a professional group now coming to um, you know arnab um, what do you think of arnab's coverage anuradha is he much viewed in jammu is he very popular face is he the number one noisiest person there and did did you see his outburst both of them the one where he put on social media where he was attacked and the one where he went at the accusing sonia gandhi of being involved in the palghar lynchings i'm not a big fan of uh, arnab goswami in fact i don't even consider him a journalist and i don't watch his programs for my own sanity but this morning i had to watch that video to see what he was uh, what this was really about as far as jammu and kashmir is concerned the politics within jammu and kashmir is so contested that it depends on who is watching him and who is looking at him you know there are a lot of there's a lot of fan following in uh, jammu region but even a lot of the very um, uh, people who are soft towards hindu right wing if not essentially uh, very hindutva in their ideology even they find him to um, jarring uh, his, uh, his his narrative his his voice to jarring and uh, in kashmir of course he's hated but he's still watched nonetheless and there are many people who are ready to go to his show as far as what do i make out of these allegations i think it's it's very difficult to be judgmental without a probe um right. the incident whatever allegations he is making even if i consider him a non journalist i consider that he is never upheld the right for freedom to speech but nonetheless as a person being attacked if he's been attacked i think it must be condemned and then it must be probed uh, and one of the questions that comes to my mind is that he has so much of security um not one security personnel you know what the this video is talking about one or two security personnel he's supposed to have more and why is it that they failed to counter this kind of an attack there is as it is there's a lockdown for this kind of an incident to have happened uh, that means there could be a security lapse sure so uh, i'm not judging anything and i just have questions as a journalist and mm. i think these need to your be journalistic done. instincts have kicked in anand what did you see either of the two outbursts what are your your commentary on both or either so i have two points on this first is uh, the case itself now this i i have been saying for long that mob lynchings in india and the communal lynching communal lynching is just a very minor subset of the larger problem of my mob violence and people on the either side of the boundary are very um, it's very tactically used 
communal elements in it. But uh, the fact is that any grown-up man, if he is not has not led a very elite, sheltered life, must have watched of Moablimchin, even if it may, might not have uh, ended in a murder, but public beating. And mobs don't know the fine line that divides public beating and the actual murder. And that is a problem that uh, uh, mob behavior has. Even I'm not saying that beating is not problematic, but once the passions are whipped up and everyone uh, joins in, the, uh, they don't uh, know the extent to which they can go. So, and the communal slurs, caste slurs, are the afterthoughts. Uh, means something done to just uh, mobilize more people or just said in anger. But the origin point is something very minor, something, say, theft suspicion, uh, child lifting suspicion. And uh, the caste angle, communal angle, are only justified in a very, very minor number of cases, very less number of cases. So people have to be very, very careful that what to call mob lynch. It, this was certainly not a communal lynching. It was just a mob lynching. I think one thing is that the the both sideism, I think Arnab is unique. Like, for example, I'm not a big fan of India Today's coverage either. I think India Today you know, flirts with one side, then they'll do one token story, then they'll do that. But by and large, they don't indulge in the insanity that Republic does. But their alliances, I think, are quite clear. As is anyone who has big interests, yeah, who has big stakes to lose, that whoever's in power, they will, like Hindustan Times, I don't think the Bharatiyas are Jai Shri Ram Bhakts or Sonia Bhakts, but Joe Bhakts, Sarkar, I have so business interests, hai. take care of our interests, we'll take care of your interests. It's, it's a transaction. Arnab is unique. A, he has lost any respect for any facts. He says whatever the hell he wants. I mean, in the sense that it can be not even close to the truth. So I don't, I'm not aware of anyone on the other side who is at Arnab level. I don't think there is anybody who can do that. And B, he actually actively is trying to provoke a situation that is violent in his tone, in his choice of words, and even in the entire tenor and the line he takes. I think in that he is unique. So I would not, I mean, I would find find it difficult to let something pass saying that both sides do it. This is like Trump saying that, you know, that rally, we will not, uh, that that you will not replace us, Jews will not replace us, Wala Jutha. Ferguson. Saying Ferguson. that there were people on both sides. No, Arnab, there's no, there's no Arnab equivalent on any side, is my position, sir. No, I think... <laughs> Let's stick to the issue that we are talking about. Mm. What really happens when we are talking about this issue, we started looking at the macro picture that the mm. two sides and the three sides and the four sides. Mm. What was the issue? Mm. The issue was Palghar. Mm. What happened at Palghar? Three sadhus. Two they sadhus were, two and two saha, They were beaten up mercilessly. Okay. Mm. Now, what, what did Arnab do? Arnab tried to make, he manufactured, I don't know which point, where was he right? He manufactured the news in his way and he made it communal. Communal to the extent that the two sadhus are killing our sadhus. If we kill the sadhus, how do we So now, I mean, to the, to the, to the extent that the state minister had to issue the names of people that they have arrested, they are not even Muslims. They are tribal people. So they Hindus, I mean, there was no communal angle to it. I mean, if you look at the entire narrative, 
sadhu sadhu and sadhu and how was it shown how was it projected if you see that show again there's one i think sadhu was having a play card so so you are making it a kind of campaign hmm. so i mean I think and this is one uh, about his show which was i think out and out manufacturing a story uh, this was it was he was not close to any facts and i don't know what point he was trying to make and he was definitely not making any right point and second that anuradha was talking about uh, the his security guards see he has got y category so in y category mostly the uh, you know this policeman they there is an accompanying car so they are sitting in that car and and if they are traveling so i think uh, i think uh, no no policeman is you know accompanying the person that they are trying to defend so so his car must be uh, you know uh, in the front when these two people came knocking and they threw the ink the prime minister in his address says don't fire anyone i saw this report on television of a guy who makes helmets and these you know uh, cricket helmets sports equipment in okhla and he employs around 200 people and he says there are many such factories like mine and their annual turnover is between 20 to 30 crores he employs 200 people he says he paid them for march but he's not going to pay them for april or may or june and he says i don't know how the prime minister can stand there with a straight face and expect me to pay and he basically shared his balance sheet saying that in this is the summer he exports to uk and most of his equipment is cricket equipment and this is cricket season summer in the uk he says they're not taking he sub, he supplies to slazinger as well which is a well known company he says they're not taking my he says we don't need it because there's no cricket happening here mm. so he says i have zero cash flows so where does the prime minister think i'm going to actually you know generate the money or just pull it out and pay these guys and on top of that when air itself is laying off people so please yeah that's the context so what happened is like you said the prime minister appealed to all employers don't lay off your stop don't cut their salaries then the labor ministry sent out an advisory saying pretty much the same thing don't cut salaries don't lay off employees so based on these two appeals the finance ministry put uh, out an office memorandum office memo which said that all contractual employees all casual employees and all daily wage employees in any government department anywhere obviously the they are paid some of them are paid per day some of them are paid according to the work they do so even if they don't make it to office because the lockdown might prevent them to from doing their work just don't cut their salaries pay them whatever pay them in full then some days later air prasar bharti sent out a memo same memo pretty much but they dropped that word casual employees they retained the contractual word but dropped the casual employees what that means in actuality is so air has two types of employees one are the permanent employees then there are temporary employees who are not who don't get the benefits of the full employees like uh, pf and all, all that stuff so within this temporary category there are two types of employees one are contractual employees who sign a contract with the with the company and they're paid per month then there is these casual employees their radio uh, announcers their radio jockeys they are only paid per episode per show they do right, right? so there are about 13000 of them more than 13000 of them all over wow, india wow okay so the contractual employees are taken care of because the memo says even if they don't make it to work pay them but the casual employees they have been paid for some of them have been paid for the work they have done so far in march before the lockdown started and some of them haven't even got salaries for the work they have done in uh, jan and feb also but now because they are not giving them any new work they are not asking them to come to work or work from home or anywhere so basically more than 13000 people have just completely lost their livelihood 
Before we wind up, I just want to talk about this Tejasvi Surya's old tweets facing backlash. The context is Manisha. Can you just tell us the context? Well, these are old tweets. Of, um, which he's deleted, right? Which he's deleted now. They were from 2015 when he wasn't. I don't even know if he was a member of the party back then or not. He was probably working for their social media in Bangalore. So uh, he tweeted. He um, quoted Tariq Fatah, who believes that uh, no Arab woman has ever had an orgasm, and uh, apparently the context is a female genital mutilation. And he's tweeted this, and this tweet was picked up by um, people in UAE, some prominent uh, handles, and it was kind of, kind of went viral on social media, and where they said that okay, you can't be saying such stuff, and we have great relations, and this is an insult. After this, uh, Narendra Modi tweeted out a cryptic tweet saying that we're all in this together and don't commonalize COVID and all. One doesn't know if it was because of the backlash that they got from UAE, but yeah, anyway, that was the long and short of it. And Tejasvi Surya has been quiet. And also, in the middle of all of this, there were um, there was a person who was suspended from work in UAE, right? Who was making Islamophobic yes. comments? Yes, a couple so, of people I think have also been detained. Or detained. The police and is looking for yeah. them. Yeah. So and they were told very clearly that you cannot be in, indulging in hate speech. And I just think it's quite amazing that UAE, Kuwait, and all are schooling us in. I think the the see it's become a human bhadas. rights. Basically, it's a bhadas nikalne ka zariya na Twitter. Matlab jo aap nahi bol sakte and also. And at one level, I think one needs to look at it a little sympathetically as well, because those people who are articulate or who have the confidence to speak have been speaking up forever. Yeah, but people who may not have had that opportunity or that articulation, Twitter is their zariya of saying stuff that they can't say. So in that space, I think it's it's kind of people have got this two faces. You know, they, they, it's almost a multi. फुल पर्सनालिटी डिसऑर्डर की भाई जब आप मिलते हो आप ऐसे बात करते हो लाइक ट्विटर पे आप ऐसे बात करते हो नाउ दैट सेम पर्सन हु अपॉलोजाइज्ड दैट पर्सन इज वर्किंग इन यूएई या दैट पर्सन कांट बी गोइंग अराउंड सेइंग व्हाट ही व्हाट ही ट्वीटेड ही कुड हैव बीन सेइंग स्टफ लाइक दैट इन अ कंट्री लाइक यूएई ऑल द प्लेसेस लाइक ब्लडी देयर बट सडनली यू ब्लडी हैव ट्विटर नाउ पीपल आर स्टार्टेड स्क्रूटिनाइजिंग दैट आल्सो सो बट आई थिंक तेजस्वी सूर्या इज द प्राइम एग्जांपल ऑफ द अर्बन इंडियन राइट विंग बिगट who is being held up as the smart young intelligent basically he is the mirror image of sindhya even back in the day now i'm sure many people in the right wing have suddenly thought sindhya is a brilliant man as hafta there are many haftas are gawa i've always considered him a complete idiot he's a moron from hell and only a buffoon would ever think he is worth anything but there were many people liberals who were very impressed he speaks so well he's intelligent he should he should take from rahul matlab he's a bigger duffer than even rahul but he was nice because he spoke well he seemed bright he seemed reasonable and rational they just feel the same when he talks he seems reasonable he seems rational but he's an idiot he's a bigoted filthy minded man and i just think this is the politics that we live in we will have of course ab sindhya bhi wahi chala gaya hai but yahi log hain i think this goes back to one important point anand made a while ago how power is distributed in the society when he was talking about how lynchings aren't always about communalism they are like a power is distributed so there's this we need to think about this there is this policeman on the road he finds a migrant absolutely doing nothing just minding his business and he goes and beats him up the same policeman if like 2 minutes later a two bit politician comes his way he'll stand up at attention why does that happen it's the same thing with these sindhyas and the tejasvi suryas and everybody else there are hundreds of 
more articulate people, more accomplished people around them, but they don't get the same deference. Why? Because the way this society has been structured for a long time, power is a function, deference is a function of your standing in life. It doesn't flow from your like what you bring to the table, how good or accomplished you are. It's mm. just that where you stand in the social hierarchy, in the power hierarchy. It's the same with the 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 media we were talking about earlier, the Shobhana Bhartia and the rest of them genuflecting before Modi because he has power right now. It doesn't matter Congress if Congress is in power tomorrow, they'll do the same thing to them. So stay safe, stay indoors, check out other podcasts and do recommend News Laundry to others if you can because we would like more and more people to support independent media. Goodbye. Thank you, panel. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. All of you listening in, the Chota Hafta, do subscribe so you can listen to the entire Hafta. We will see you again next week with the Hafta. Till then, subscribe. Pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served and advertisers pay. Advertisers served. Thank you. Goodbye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.